Welcome to Rooted and Reaching, a podcast from the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Columbia in Columbia, Maryland, where we celebrate the beauty of our diversity. In our conversations here, we share stories of our journeys and explore ideas that challenge us in order to nurture the interdependent web of which we are all a part. We are rooted in faith, reaching for community. Hey everybody, I'm Sarah Davidson, and today I'm chatting with Lauren Haywood, longtime member of UUCC who founded the now 22 year running One World Coffee House concert series. Listen in to hear Lauren chat about its roots, history, and current ways you can get involved in bringing music to our community in this way. We'll also chat about Lauren's upcoming move to Albuquerque and her unique style of art. So Lauren, it's so good to see you. Thank you so much for for agreeing to chat with me today about One World Coffee House and, and you. Sure. So I'm interested in learning how One World Coffee House came to be. What's, what's the story of its inspiration? Okay, so we joined the church in 95 and somewhere around probably 98, some friends took me to a, co- a Unitarian coffee house in the suburbs of DC. And knowing that we had a lot of really good musicians in our congregation, I said, oh, we can do this. You know what happens when you say we can do this? I can do you. <laughs> it's you. It's your idea. So anyway, I ran it for four years uh, by myself, except my husband and my son uh, did concessions and I had a friend Sherry who did some PR and then I had like Ann Wing and the Becks and several other people who would help with setup. To put it together took way more time than I ever imagined it would be. After those first four years how did your role evolve in the coffee house? When I started it, I was uh, employed at OBEC and managing the building part-time. I was assistant manager. And then by that time, my boss left and I was promoted to manager. Well, I couldn't manage both, you know. So I turned it over to Vicki Beck, who she and her husband are professional musicians besides their real jobs. And they ran it for several years. And then it was turned over to Lance Lumen, who was also a musician, and he ran it for several years. It gets passed on, okay? So, but at this point, when they brought me back after I retired, um, they said, well, we want you to run it again. And I said, no, (laughs) I can't take on that responsibility, but I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll do these three or four things and that's it um and I said I don't think we need a leader we're a team and each person knows their job so we get together and we talk about you know the job different jobs and uh Jillian sends us lots of lists of especially right before an event and to check off like did you do this did you do that did you do this okay so that really that works Jay is our sound uh, guy most of the time. So So, it's evolved from being kind of one person to being multiple roles for many people to step in. And and I think it works better that way. I really do. 
um, each person sort of has their special niche. That makes sense. So I know you're moving soon and that in general, One World Coffee House is looking for some fresh leadership to keep it going. What are three specific ways that those interested can donate their time or their energy resources to support the coffee house? Well, you know, we'd like people who are going to volunteer to come to a meeting and then we'll sort of feel them out and they can feel us out and see where they fit in. But specifically contracts and document management. So we're going to ask for somebody who's willing to do that. We all select the musicians and sometimes that's sitting around a table and watching YouTube videos. The best way really is to go out to a club and see them in person, Um, especially if it's a small club. I mean, you have to gauge like what our room, how our room is set up and sound wise and, you know, will they fit in there? So, you know, we need uh, help with choosing musicians and coordinating with musicians and making sure that they promote the series. Um, It's actually not really a concert venue. I told them you can't ever use that term. It's a outreach program of the Unitarian Church, because if you call it an independent venue, then you get into taxes and all kinds of weird things. Right. right. I did a, a lot of the graphic work. You know, it would really be nice if we had someone on board that could do graphics. I mean, Jillian does the um, flyers, and I'm sure she's maybe willing to still continue to do that, but I do the posters and the other signage. So that that's what I would wish for when it comes to my stuff. I mean, right. you know, those are the really important things. And then there's like having someone who will drive around town and put up flyers, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So plenty of ways to get involved. And the next thing yeah. on November 7th, is that right? Yes, yes. And, and of course, we always need concession people to help with concessions. However, you know what's happening now, you know, and people are very sad that they can't come there. And we would we asked we told them they could bring their dinner and bring a bottle of wine and we have dessert, blah, blah, blah. And that was always a big fun part. But, you know, that's not happening. I know it's a big bummer to not have food and drink. That's what holds people together. I mean, music does a lot of the work, but the food and beverage really ties it together. To switch gears a little bit, you're moving soon. Can you tell me where you're moving and one thing that you're most looking forward to in the move? Um, I'm moving to Albuquerque, New Mexico. Um, because my husband told us when we got married that he wanted to move to the Southwest when he retired. And I said, ooh, I've never (laughs) been to the Southwest. But then we went to Santa Fe. And duh, you know, if you've ever been to Santa Fe, it's really wonderful. Um, So I said, yeah, we could do this. And we didn't find a house in Santa Fe, but we did find something in uh, Albuquerque. And I said to this real estate agent, after looking at all these properties with like five acres and a horse farm uh, that <laughs> on the outskirts, right. that I really needed a community. 
And so he took us to this 55 plus community, which is beautiful. I'm really excited about my new house if it ever gets finished, you know, because of the supply chain. Um, so yeah, and we do we do have one friend there, a couple that we've known for over 40 years. So I'm looking forward to it. I just, you know, we're pretty much packed up and we're working on this house. So. I think it'll be really exciting. I've not gone to Santa Fe yet, but it's always been, not always, but it's been at the top of my list for a long time now. It might actually be at the top of the list now. It's like one hour from Albuquerque and there's a train that runs in between. Oh. And if you uh, want to come visit, just let me know. I will. Our, our new house has a visitor suite. Ooh. One wing, yeah. I think that people will, many people will love you for that decision. (laughs) I want to have lots of visitors. Well, I think it's totally impressive that you are completely changing your life and moving across the country, right? Like that's takes a lot of work and energy and it's inspiring. Most of it was on Carlton. I mean, he he retired and you can't keep a busy man down. So this is a question I didn't write down, but it's about your artwork. Um, And I've heard about it and I've even seen some of it. And Paige, actually, I told her that I was chatting with you today and she showed me on Zoom your candy wrapper chalice art, (laughs) which blew my mind. (laughs) Bored people do strange things. Bored people do strange things. I would say creative people do really cool yeah. things. Can I change the sentence to say that? I don't know. She still had that. When she first came, she had this candy dish on her desk with all these candies in them with those kind of wrappers. And so I thought, oh, well, this would be good. So do you, what is that process like? Like, how does that work, right? Not everyone's brain sees candy wrappers or candies in a dish in someone's office and thinks, I can do something with this. Yeah, well, I don't know. That's just the way my brain works. If, if I'm in a creative mood and I see something and things go together. Yeah. So a couple of years ago, Anne Wing and Linda Nesbal and I wrote a murder mystery game. And we've played it at, at, actually, it was at Linda's house. And last year, it was supposed to be at church. But there are 40 people. And, we, you know, it's it's hard to do that. Yeah. All right. So one last question. You and your family have been part of UUCC for a long time, and you'll be deeply missed by many of us here. Do you have a message message to share with the community as you prepare for this next chapter in your life? Yeah, I'm an email or a phone call away. <laughs> that is <laughs> a know, message. In this day and age, you know, I, I just really don't see that many people, but I call people or I send them emails and I'll continue to do that. And I may actually sit in on um, coffee house uh, meetings, you know, by phone or by Zoom. And, you know, my biggest advice to the coffee house has always been keep it multicultural. And I never, never imagined it would last 22 years. I just do these things. It's like, yeah, I'll do this, see if I can do this. That's cool, though. It's, I mean, that's a really healthy approach, I think, to not be super attached to it. You want it to be functional and healthy and run a certain way, but 22 years, that's impressive. Yeah, but I didn't really run it. 
22 years. Right. You know, it got passed on and it grew, you know, it grew a lot, especially in the last couple of years, like when Ross came along to do all the computer stuff. It's like when they have a meeting and they're talking about technical stuff, I'm like, no, I'm out. I bring, I bring snacks to, you know, I do posters. I do, right. you know, certain things, but nah. <laughs> right. It seems like you, I mean, this is a weird metaphor maybe, but it's like you created this baby and then passed it on to other people and other people have kept it healthy or many people have helped keep it healthy for these 22 years. And so we're looking to, you know, keep the baby alive and healthy. <laughs> going forward. Growing, you know, right. who knows? Growing. And actually I've, I've told them if it dies someday, this congregation loves music. So um, what would happen, you know, there would be people in the congregation who would come forward and want to have a concert and we could advise them, you know, and support them. But, you know, it wouldn't necessarily be the coffee house. Right. Yeah. Things can always shift or be a different version of itself. You know, the music will not die at UUCC. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lauren, for chatting with me. It was a pleasure. Good luck <laughs> on your move. If it ever comes to pass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lauren, thank you so much. All right, thank you, Sarah. As always, thank you for listening. If you like the podcast, we invite you to support it by subscribing on Spotify, Google, or Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon.